This program is sponsored by the Psalm 127 Fund. For Zion's sake, I will not keep silent. For Zion's sake, I'll not hold my peace. Welcome to For Zion's Sake. Isaiah 62.1 is taken directly out of the Hebrew Scriptures when the prophet Isaiah declared, For Zion's sake I will not keep silent, and for Jerusalem's sake I will not keep quiet, until her righteousness goes forth like brightness and her salvation like a torch that is burning. Your hosts for the program are Shelley and June Volk, Jewish believers burdened to see Jew and Gentile become one. Believers strengthened in their faith and for their Jewish kinsmen to come to the saving knowledge of Jesus as the Messiah, the Son of God. Bless the Lord and welcome to For Zion's Sake. We thank you for joining us. We're the Volks. My name is Shelley. And my name is June. Hi, everyone. And if you've been with us earlier this week, you know we're talking about the sufficiency of God. And we said this yesterday, and it's important to repeat this today. We will never be able to acknowledge the sufficiency of God until and unless we acknowledge our insufficiency or our weakness and look to him. And on Monday, we spoke about such scriptures. For example, Jeremiah 10, 23, Proverbs 16, 9, Proverbs 20, 24, which said, man's steps are ordained by the Lord. How then can man understand his way? So we're totally dependent upon the Lord. We also read uh, Psalm 31, verse 3. For thou art my rock and my fortress. For thy name's sake, you will lead me and guide me, for thou art my strength. So immediately we see that David recognized that God, the almighty El Shaddai, was the strength of his life. And that is the beginning of understanding how to allow God to demonstrate his glory. And it was for his name's sake, Shelley. And that's so important for us to remember as believers that when we live outside of what we know will be pleasing to the Lord, we're not his witnesses, but when we choose to deny ourselves and take up the cross and follow the Lord for his name's sake, we become witnesses of the living God And then he shows us in our situation or condition his sufficiency for all things. He guides us and leads us and changes us and comforts us and hears our prayers and answers. Really, you know, Junie, the whole key is you really spoke about the key. We don't live for our sake. We live and demonstrate the glory of God for his namesake that we could lift up the name of Yeshua, the Messiah, the Holy One of Israel, because we're not doing things for ourselves. We're doing it for the glory of God. Yesterday, we spent some time, and we'd like to review it with you today. We looked at Second Chronicles chapter 20, because this is like a pattern of how we should allow the Lord to direct our steps. For example, the chapter started out by talking about the three armies that were coming against Judah, And Jehoshaphat did the first thing that was vital. He cried out to the Lord. And it says Jehoshaphat in chapter 22 Chronicles, verse 3. Jehoshaphat was afraid 
and turned his attention to what? To seek the Lord. In Hebrew, it says to seek the face of the Lord. And all of Judah joined him. And then he started to pray. And the beginning of his prayer was so powerful. He said, O Lord, the God of our fathers, art thou not God in the heavens? And art thou not ruler over all the kingdoms of the nations? In other words, he recognized the power of God. And he said, again in verse 6, Power and might are in thy hand, so that no one can stand against thee. Did thou not, O our God, drive out the inhabitants of this land before thy people Israel? And give it to the descendants of Abraham, thy friend forever. And they lived in it and have built thee a sanctuary there for thy name. Everything was done for the name of the Lord. And then he cried out and he said, we stand before this house. Thy name is in this house and cry to thee in our distress. So in any moment that we are in distress, we are called to cry out to the Lord. And to see that this house belonged to God. And they were crying out to the Lord for his namesake. So if we're born again and we believe and we're living for his namesake, then we have the same authority and the same calling because we're his children to cry out for his namesake to deliver us, for his namesake to meet us, for his namesake to help us and guide us and change us. So it's really, Shelley, so encouraging to know that God hears our prayers and answers us and we are his children, like the sheep of his pasture. He wants to be our shepherd. And, you know, in Psalm 23, it says, The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. And we really hope, don't we, Shelley, for our listeners to learn of the sufficiency of God that he wants to take care of us and deliver us. So, again, the beginning of Jehoshaphat's prayer was acknowledging the strength of the Lord. And we want to emphasize a verse 12 in Second Chronicles 20. It's very significant. Listen to the, the prayer of Jehoshaphat. O our God, will thou not judge them? For we are powerless before this great multitude who are coming against us. Nor do we know what to do, but our eyes are on thee. So Jehoshaphat's prayer in the beginning was to seek the face of the Lord. And now we sing, nor do we know what to do, but our eyes are on thee. He knew that in his weakness, in the weakness of Judah, he had to look to the strength of the Lord because they could not defeat these three armies, which greatly outnumbered them. And Junie, I see this as a pattern for the way we are called to live, individually as well as corporately as members of the body of Messiah. And I don't know, Shelley, did you read the verse where the Lord exhorted that the battle was not theirs? No, but let's get to it. That's a great point. So they cried out to the Lord, and then look look what happened in verse 14. Then in the midst of the assembly, the Spirit of the Lord came upon Jehaziel, the son of Zechariah, and verse 15, and he said, Listen, all Judah and the inhabitants of Jerusalem and King Jehoshaphat, thus says the Lord to you, do not fear or be dismayed because of this great multitude, for the battle is not yours, but God's. Again, they cried out, Lord, we don't know what to do, but our eyes are on you. And then what happened, Juni? The Lord intervened through a prophet, and the word of the Lord is, for the battle is not yours, but mine. And then we went on, and that 
they did not know what would happen. So let's continue in verse 20. And they rose early in the morning and went out to the wilderness of Tekoa. And when they went out, Jehoshaphat stood and said, Listen to me, O Judah and inhabitants of Jerusalem. Put your trust in the Lord your God, and you will be established. Put your trust in his prophets and succeed. And when he had consulted with the people, he appointed those who sang to the Lord and those who praised him in holy attire as they went out before the army and said, Give thanks to the Lord, for his loving kindness is everlasting. And when they began singing and praising, the Lord set ambushes against the sons of Ammon, Moab, and Mount Seir, who had come against Judah. So they were routed, for the sons of Ammon and Moab rose up against the inhabitants of Mount Seir, destroying them completely. And when they had finished with the inhabitants of Seir, they helped to destroy one another. When Judah came to the lookout of the wilderness, they looked toward the multitude, and behold, there were corpses lying on the ground, and no one had escaped. And when Jehoshaphat and his people came to take their spoil, they found much among them, including goods, garments, and valuable things which they took for themselves, more than they could carry. And they were three days taking the spoil because there was so much. Junie, you have to say, oh my Lord, God, your ways are so much higher than ours and your thoughts are so much greater than ours. And we really see here too, Shelley, that Jesus being the word made flesh shows himself faithful to Israel because verse 20 and 21 are so important for you, for me, for all listeners, and to understand that um, Jehoshaphat stood and said, Listen to me, O Judah and and inhabitants of Israel. Put your trust in the Lord your God, and you will be established. Put your trust in his prophets and succeed. This is so important because so many times we put our trust in people or we put our trust in ourselves or what we think or feel or believe. And here we're exhorted. Put your trust in the Lord. And that goes along with God's word because Jesus is the word made flesh. And in verse 21, it says, when he had consulted with the people, he appointed those who sang to the Lord and those who praised him in holy attire. As they went out before the army, they said, give thanks to the Lord. For his loving kindness is everlasting. And so, you know, in the world, we give thanks to the Lord after we see our prayers answered or after we see his um, power in helping us. But here is a key, Shelley, that they began to worship and to thank the Lord because they put their trust in him. So I don't know who this might be for. But I just have a sense somebody is listening and in deep distress over a physical and emotional um, trial. I want to encourage you, put your trust in the Lord and you will be established. Put your trust in the Lord and you will be established and begin to praise him and thank him for your situation. Junie, you know, it's interesting there, the word... Put your trust in the Lord your God and you will be established. Well, that's a Hebrew word, oman. And that's where we get the word emunah from. And emunah in Hebrew 
is faith. And it means to build up support, to be secure, to stand firm. And that is trust. Faith is putting your trust in the Lord, not in yourself, but in the Lord. And you know, when we put our trust in the Lord, Shelley, he, uh, Hebrews chapter 11, the chapter on faith, faith um, is a deep, deep work that the just live by his faith. And sometimes we don't receive what we're crying out for. But that too is deep faith, according to chapter 11 of the book of Hebrews, because it says those who were slaughtered, those who lost their life, those who um, were tortured and in distress, it speaks of them as saying, of whom the world was not worthy. So we need to see that faith and trust in God comes through his life, and he will encourage us if we feel like we're losing or we have a victory in winning, we will trust and praise the Lord. And what does David write in one of his Psalms? He who trusts in the Lord, mercy shall surround him. Thank you, Lord. Father, we thank you. You are a wonderful, great, almighty yes, God. Yes, you are. And we want to serve you as long as we have breath here on this earth. We pray this for us and every one of our listeners in Yeshua's holy name. Amen. Thank you for joining us this evening. If you would like to get in touch with Shelley and June, you can write to them at P.O. Box 1784, Scottsdale, Arizona 85252. That's P.O. Box 1784, Scottsdale, Arizona 85252. And you can also contact them on their website, ShelleyAndJuneVolk.com. That's ShelleyAndJuneVolk.com. Until next time, the Lord bless thee and keep thee. The Lord make his face to shine upon thee and be gracious unto thee. The Lord lift up his countenance upon thee and give thee peace. This program was sponsored by the Psalm 127 Fund.